the Browns White Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keatley. With me, as always, Donovan James. We are back from our memorial vacation, I guess you could call it. We were out that weekend, right? Yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend. Donovan was in Vegas. Then he was in Georgia. I was at a wedding. Yeah, I was at a wedding that weekend. uh, The Memorial Day weekend, I was in a wedding. Not in it, but my girlfriend's sister got married. In Vegas, right? It wasn't no, Vegas. you were in it Vegas was, a couple was, weekends ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was two weeks ago. Yes, Last weekend yes. was the wedding. It was uh, it was in Georgia. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yes. I, I apologize. I've been mistaken. We're going to make this one short and sweet because neither Donovan nor I really – we don't really have much to talk about today, man. The Julio J- Jones trade went down. Uh, the USFL is coming back. Not really a whole lot of Browns news. Greg Newsom fired his agent, but – other than that, you know, we're kind of just rocking and rolling forward. Uh, you know, Julio Jones is straight to the Tennessee Titans. Um, I have a couple thoughts on that. I'm I'm not shocked that the Browns didn't make a move. I'm just simply not. It was a lot of money. A lot, you know, they didn't. Tra- the Titans didn't trade a whole lot to get them, but it, you know, they did trade. <sighs> I'm not mad that the Browns didn't make a move. Uh, you know, I do think that this makes the Titans a much stronger team. I don't think anybody argue against that. Um, obviously that's going to take pressure away from AJ Brown, all that good stuff. So, you know, that's a little scary, but at least it didn't go to the Ravens, right? True. True. I, I've been hearing uh, really good things about the Ravens wide receiver coach that just hired, by the way. Um, I was listening to Ruben and key in the morning and, uh, dude, they were, I don't know who their wide receiver coach. Is. I don't know who he is. He's never, so he's never been a professional coach, but he's a private coach. He's coached Tyreek Hill and Hollywood Brown. And Odell Beckham and uh, Jarvis Landry, all the, all the LSU guys, like uh, in camp, in camps and stuff, and personal training. But the Ravens hired that guy as the is, wide receiver coach. Is it Keith Williams? Is that his name? I don't know. I just tried to Google while you were talking. I believe yeah. it's Keith Williams. Yeah, I heard Keith talking about him. He was like, he's going to be the best wide receiver coach in <laughs> NFL. I was like, I don't know who he is, but sounds promising. They need it. Who? Well, yeah. I, I don't mean, know. That was, that was, that was the rumor for a while. I can't, I can't name like five wide receiver coaches. I know, right? No, no shit. Yeah, so. uh, you know, who, I, the, the big rumor was Julio Jones to Baltimore. So, you know, I don't really care. I don't really give a shit how good their wide receiver coach is. There's really not a, they got some, they got a lot of younger guys there, but I don't care how good you are. There's no way that all those guys are going to perform top notch immediately. Uh, you know, I, I don't yeah. think that that's. They get Jerry Rice as their coach. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Like I know, so I just don't know if that's gonna really. They're not. They don't. They're just not. They're not old enough. They're not mature enough. You know, some of those guys are kind of one trick pony level kind of guys. Nah, I ain't worried about it. Uh, now, if they would got Julio, that would have been a different story. I'm, I, that's the biggest takeaway from the Julio Jones trade. Is not. I'm not necessarily mad that the Browns didn't get him, but I'm glad that the Ravens didn't because that was the rumor for a while. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of weird stuff about how oh Julio Jones isn't really a good fit for the Titans, and this doesn't really make sense, and Tannehill doesn't have the arm to use him. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Tannehill's a very good quarterback. I thought he proved that the last couple of years when he went to Tennessee. Uh, Julio Jones pretty much fits every offense because he's a freak. He's top five wide receiver in the NFL, so I'm not yeah, really sure well, where that's coming from. I have no idea. Well, for one, I mean, Tennessee's keeping the same offense that the Falcons are about to have, so – with Arthur Smith, they just yeah. they promoted from within as their OC. So I mean, he would be running the same system he was, he would have ran in Atlanta anyway. So yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that's coming because that actually I don't, I don't you know. know. And it's funny because like you know, some, I've heard just funny stories about you know Arthur Smith kind of you know giving giving away Julio 
to his old team or whatever. But he didn't have really <laughs> much to do with that trade because he's not the G. I mean, he had something no. to do with it, but not. He just got there. Like, he I'm sure he would have loved to keep Julio. Julio didn't want to be there, oh, dude. Julio made that very clear on that phone call that he didn't know was being on, was on live TV. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, I think it's a good. I think it's a good trade for both. I mean. Yeah, I don't. It, it's not. It's Tennessee won the trade, but like for the Falcons to build up on what they, they're trying to do, they're trying to do something in Atlanta that's a kind of compared to like what the Hawks have done for my basketball fans out there. Um, it took a while. Oh, okay, let me. Can I explain this real fast? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, go for it. It's just a little confusing for you all now. So the Hawks, when they had Kyle Korver and Al Horford, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals versus your Cavaliers. I know you're not a big basketball guy, but they lost and they, that team just was stagnant they kept making the playoffs they couldn't get over the hurdle it was cleveland every year Kyrie, lebron kevin love they wiped the team away and they had four all-stars on the team um and they rebuild everyone was pissed off now they're in the playoffs again it took a while they got a good young nucleus none of those guys from that team from 2000 2000 run that team now that's kind of what i feel like the falcons are doing basically like I don't think Matt Ryan will be there too much longer either. Um, all those guys will be gone. So, I yeah, mean, all those guys that they drafted and built up, kind of. Besides, you know, obviously Calvin Ridley—that's a new guy—and and, uh, the tight end Kyle Pitts. But they're gonna transition. I wish they had drafted a quarterback this year, but I guess they didn't see one they really liked too much. But next year, I think they'll end up drafting one, or maybe they'll sign a free agent. I'm not sure, but they're just trying to get cap room and trying to rebuild, and they've got draft capital now too. So, I mean, that's a good thing, and they have some freed up money and. Uh, yeah. They're paying Matt Ryan a lot of money, a lot more than people think. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. I bet the Titans want Julio. I mean, he's one of the best Falcons, if not the best of all time. So it's sad to see him go, man. He's done a lot for Atlanta community, really has. So he's 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 he'll probably go go down to me as the greatest Falcon of all time. That's a big list. I mean, you know, they, you know, yeah, yeah. Or you say Matt Ryan too, though, because yeah, I mean he's definitely one of the best wide receivers in Falcons history. I mean he's 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 one of the best wide receivers. I mean he's he's going yeah. to make a solid point to go the to the to the Hall of Fame, and I don't think he's done yet. He was a top five wide receiver last year, in my opinion. So I think that the Tennessee, I don't I don't know if the Tennessee Titans blatantly won the trade. The Falcons are in rebuild mode. Everybody can act like they're not, but they're just not a very good team. You know, I don't. There's this weird. There's a contingent of people that think that they're oh they're going to be good. Nah, man, the Falcons pretty much suck, dude. It's I, don't, they, I don't I think, think it's because they lost all those games so close last year. But I'm like, they lost all. Well, of and them, they still they aren't. Win, yeah, they didn't win any of them. <laughs> and if you look at the 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 mass of the team that was in the Super Bowl, it's still there. You know what I mean? The the pivotal points are still there, but dude, it's not the same team. Oh, there's this is the Super Bowl team. You're saying? It's yeah, the there's. I mean, you know, there, 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 there's a yeah, good chunk yeah. of guys that are still, but it's just not. It's That's not over. the same team. They collapsed. You know they're not they're not good. They're just not a good team. You got you just drafted Kyle Pitts. You got Calvin Ridley. You got Hayden Hurst. You know you're going to go to more of a run based offense. I would I would think with uh you know, um, with oh, Arthur man. coming in there. So I you know I, I don't think it's a bad idea to try to stack up some picks for the future. I think it's a pretty even trade. You know I, uh, what what if they would if they could have got more they would have right they didn't. That's the, that's the thing. So I'm. What did they I get all fully? They got what a second. They got a second and a fourth. They got a second this year, like a fourth next year, and then they had to get back a six rounder to the Titans. Okay, and then the Tennessee's got the they're gonna have to pay Julio all that money. Yes, 
all that money's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they they free they freed up a lot. I, th- I you know like I said I think it's a pretty even trade. Uh, you know. Yeah. All the cap. I've been following some more cap guys now since you said we weren't cap guys. So I've been following some and. Uh, oh, I'm still garbage at. It. I refuse to learn because it's it bores me. I, I follow two cap guys. One cap guy was saying that, you know, value wise, like I'm mean, like you can't really say value. This dude hasn't stepped on the field yet, and they haven't drafted any players, so we will never we won't know for years who won the trade. But you're saying value wise right now, like the Falcons won just because all the cap, and then getting the second and fourth back. And the fact that I mean, he was saying that as far as I guess he was saying the Falcons draft well, but it's hard because they had a new regime. The Falcons do draft pretty well They're, for the most part. I think they were like tenth, if I want to say, like in they went off of games played, like number of draft picks actually playing in games. That's one way to look at it, but it's like yeah, you know, that's not you know I don't know if you value that as like the way of winning the draft is like no. Okay, see that's that's why I'm like I don't I didn't Yeah, there's you know. too many there's too many variables there. If you look at a second round pick, a second round pick here's how I view it. I view it as if I if I draft an average second round pick should play and be very solid. Right? You know what I mean? I should be able to I, I it's not crazy to get a guy you know, Nick Chubb was a second round pick. You know, you can get a really good run. There's a lot of good running backs that were second round picks. You know what I mean? You could AJ Brown was a, was a second round pick. You can get Talent in the second round, you should really get someone who plays in the second round. You ain't gonna get. I don't think you're gonna get Julio Jones. That shouldn't be your expectation, but you should be able to get someone who plays, and then you save a bunch of money and you suck, right? So, what's more valuable to you, the more money, and then someone who's not gonna suck up any money that you can maybe be the number three wide receiver? I mean, Calvin Ridley is good. Kyle Pitts is gonna be good. Hayden yeah. Hurst is solid. Yeah, there's a lot of talent there. There's, you know, what I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say there's a lot of talent there because I think they suck. You, you can move that, up. Receiver is not the issue there. Yeah, that's not the issue. And you can, I mean, biggest thing is you can kind of, since you're saying the Falcons, you'd probably say the Falcons would be picking in the top 10 next year, right? I mean, you would say maybe even yeah. top, five, top five. Definitely um, top 10. I don't, so, I don't put money on that. So they'll have, you know, they'll have that pick and then they'll have yeah, two seconds. Yeah, that, 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 that might be enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're if you're trying, let's say, if you're looking at, if you're if you're the Falcons and let's say Matt Ryan's got another year under him, he, he's staring down the barrel of leaving and you got, you know, if you got Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, Desmond Desmond is not going to be a first round pick. But you know, Keaton Slovis, whatever, um, all those guys, are big name guys, are going to be there. If you have a similar situation like you did this year, that's enough. That might be in, that extra second round pick might be enough ammo for you to move up to if you're drafted nine to move up to seven. Yeah. to jump a guy and get your guy. You know what I mean? Like the second round pick doesn't seem like a big deal right now because it's the the fact remains that it's simply not going to be Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a freak. That's what makes it such. That's what makes it a great pick for a great trade for the Titans too. Is because they they are close. The Titans are good. I'm right? just happy the Titans did something like that because that's not a very Titan move. As Bill would say, the Titans are just—they always kind of just stay afloat <laughs> as a program. I, I think Mike they don't. They don't. To, to yeah, rock and roll. I like it because that's not a Titan move. That's a small market no. team. That's a team that is just—they—they kind of just stay stagnant. They're never really yeah. too too bad usually, but they're just always like six and ten, seven and nine, or, or high as they are now. I mean, obviously the Steve McNair days, but they still never won. They were super close. The Jeff Fisher, really. Jeff Fisher days. Jeff Fisher days. I mean, that was a long. That was a lot of uh-huh. days, though, man. That was a lot of years where they were. Just, no, I know that. That's where that yeah. stigma. That's where that stigma comes. That's where from. it comes they're, from. They're close. When we grew up, that was like the Titans. To yeah. I mean, we had the McNair days, but that was like a short period of time compared to the Jeff Fisher days. Were so long, and even like Mariota days, like when he was there early on, they were. Okay, but they weren't ever that good. I mean, he made the playoffs, I think, once, but yeah, 
it's just the Titans. They don't have superstar players until now. I mean, Derrick Henry's one of the top, you know, selling jerseys in the NFL, and you know, AJ Brown now, and then Julio Jones yeah. having him. And I just think it's a good fit. Julio just being from Alabama, playing in Atlanta all those years. He doesn't have to move too far. He don't have no, to he move. <laughs> he don't have to move too far at all. Atlanta, Nashville, about four hour drive. But uh, yeah, man, it's a good. I mean, good fit. And Julio's gonna come in. Work, you know, he's not a big media guy. He's not a diva. He doesn't talk really no. at all. Atlanta media, he didn't do many interviews in Atlanta at all. Is that right? No, yeah. They were, that's why, you know, the whole thing with uh, Shannon, they were talking about this can't be, like, stage. He, Julio wouldn't do anything like that, dude. Like, you know what I mean? That's, so yeah. he's just not he's, – he's not an asshole. He just doesn't like to talk. He's quiet. Yeah. Until he gets on that field, then he's different. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not not he's not a social media like oh Beckham yeah guy or he's definitely not like a Jalen Ramsey type guy where he's talking mouthing off all the time. So I think that's perfect for Tennessee though. Like, you know, they don't really have those Derrick Henry's not like that. Derrick Henry's just a pop you in the mouth on the game day type of guy. They don't have any divas in that locker room, which is a good thing. But yeah. so, t- Taylor Lewan's a little <laughs> I think he's cool. I, I no, don't know. I, I love, I love him a lot, but I think he's, he's just—he's just crazy. He's yeah, he, yeah, he's a little wild. He's, I love he, him. He, he, he went to Michigan. Even I'm saying I don't know why everybody fucking hates him so much. That's strange. Um, Apparently, he's dirty. People say that, I and mean, he's an old line. I don't, I don't, yeah, all... I don't really know what, what, why they're saying that. You know, people say the same thing about Miles Garrett based off of a few highlights that they see. Well, in that, yeah. Movie. Knock Mason Rudolph with well, his helmet. He's not dirty though. I mean, Lawan. No, that's what highlights. I'm saying. You know, yeah. there's a couple highlights. There's a couple highlights where he did something questionable, and they just keep. You know, that's what you remember, right? If you're not a Browns fan, you you, you typically if I, when I talk to people that aren't Browns fans, they typically talk talk about Miles Garrett like he's a dirty player, and I'm like, yeah, why no, would they, you say that? They do. I've yeah, that. and it's because I, of those highlights. He's got three nasty plays, and they just re- keep replaying him, and that's what he's known for. Right? Yeah, I was talking to one of my buddies. He's like, I love Miles Gary. He's a little dirty. I was like, damn. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like a little dirty, but he's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, the whole, he's like the whole Mason Rudolph well. thing. I was like, dude, that's a whole, <clears throat> the whole thing, dude, a whole different thing, man. I, I got well, so tired of talking to was. I think it was against the Titans. I don't remember. Was it against, it, was it against Taylor Luan? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was against uh, Maybe Jared Cook. I don't remember. It was a couple I, years ago, though. I just I like that Titan team, man. I like I like Ty Sambrillo coming back. I know it's going to be hard for him to come back off the injury, but he's nasty. Luan's nasty. Tannehill's good. I mean, yep. you got Henry, AJ. I mean, all those guys. What's their title? Jonah, Jonah Smith? Jonah Smith, excuse me. Jonah Smith, yeah. Um, I just like that, man. Mike Rabel, like you said, he's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. Really? I, oh, yeah. I, I just love his intensity. I mean, he was one of, you know, he was great player I, I guess not hall of fame player no god no patriot hall of famer <laughs> he's in the patriots hall of fame yeah but I, I like him ohio state is he in the ohio state hall of fame i'm sure he's in some kind you know i don't know what i don't know what he's in but i'm sure he's in somewhere he, i mean he was like the big 10 sack leader in 96 okay before he got drafted by the steelers in 97 so yeah he, he was a, he was a stud at ohio state for sure i like that sure. i like him for that they still got some issues on defense, but I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we, talk, we talked about the Titans a lot last year, so like, so I know, right? Well, they're good, they're good, and I, I think the Julio Jones would probably would, would have been a, a, a beneficial pickup for anybody, and that was an appropriate price that anybody, I, if anybody would have taken that trade, I wouldn't have bat that eye. I thought it was a very good, you know, 
I don't know if it was a bargain. Like I said, that's probably what he's worth at this stage in his career, uh, especially when you take the money into account. Uh, but moving on, uh, real quickly, the USFL, the United States Football League, is making a comeback. For those that don't know, the USFL was around for three seasons in 1980, 85, 84, and 83. I had to go backwards like that because I knew that they folded before 1986, but I couldn't remember the years that they were active. Um, you know, some former Browns that did don – Jerseys for the USFL, Brian Sipe, after his uh, nine-year, ten-year career with the Cleveland Browns, he went to the Jacksonville Bulls of the USFL. A lot of people don't know this, but when he got signed by the Jacksonville Bulls in 1985, he was doing he was negotiating with them while he was with the Cleveland Browns during the 1984 NFL season. Uh, that kind of pissed the Browns off, and that's why he that nudged him in the right direction as far as Jacksonville goes. He kind of, I believe he was mad because he got benched in 1983, never really got over it. Uh, he was in the backfield with two-time Heisman Trophy winner, Ohio State graduate Archie Griffin for that Jacksonville Bulls team. Um, some other notable, notable Cleveland Browns uh, that played in the league are Frank Minifield. Frank Minifield was an absolute stud um, from Louisville who didn't get he didn't go to the NFL he immediately went to uh, the USFL cuz USFL played in spring and the USFL was a little sketchier and how they uh you know snagged college prospects so a lot of these college prospects you saw didn't get drafted at all uh in the NFL because they were already going to the to the USFL Steve and Young Frank, was one of those guys right yep yep to- played for the uh, Los Angeles Express uh you know Reggie White played for the Memphis Showboats along with John Corker who was on the opposite end uh both those guys were all pro level talents, you know, uh, who, who I'm trying to think of Marcus Dupree, um, Herschel Herschel? Walker for the New York Jersey generals. He was in the backfield with Jim Kelly was a New Jersey general. Um, I didn't know Jim, Jim Kelly played in the USFL. Yes. I'm sorry. He didn't play for the, the, uh, the New Jersey generals. He played for the, uh, Houston gamblers. I apologize. Uh, I didn't even know he played in the USFL. Oh yeah. I I didn't know that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the USFL, well, that's one of the reasons why the USFL folded because they, Buffalo, they just throw money. Huh? No, before. Before, before, before Buffalo, right? See, before I mean, Buffalo. Before, yeah. Yep, yep, okay, yep. yeah, then, I uh, never knew that. That's crazy. Yep, I, I, yep. Told you I, was, I told Josh Fischel I was going to learn something new about the USFL because I knew the other players you mentioned, but I didn't know Jim Kelly played. So he oh, left yeah, Miami. Dude. Miami went straight to USFL. I didn't know that. Yeah. He went to Miami. Oh, yeah, he went to Miami. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he, cool. Yeah, because USFL just paid way more money. Did Vinny Testaverde play? That, no, no. The, the USFL folded before you know, Vinny Testaverde even graduated. Uh, okay. Uh, Bobby A. Bear, the quarterback, was in the NFL for ten. He was in the NFL for ten years. He was uh, he played for the Michigan Panthers along with Anthony Carter, former Michigan Wolverine, who also okay. had a really good NFL career with the Vikings. Um, I'm trying to think of who. Think of who other uh, Doug Flutie obviously played for the New Jersey yeah. Generals. Um, he played in every league. <laughs> no shit. He's the one yeah. bringing it back, right? Well, I don't know if he's bringing it back. He made the announcement though. Okay, yes, yeah, so I saw that. Yeah, I saw he did. But yeah, they just they were just paying paying big money. That's one of the reasons why they got in trouble is because some owners couldn't hang. Uh, Garcia Lane, a former Ohio State Buckeye, uh, all Big Ten returner, defensive back, tells a story about how he knew he was going to the USFL. And uh, he flew immediately from the Japan Bowl, which is a uh, college football all-star game, to the uh, – I, th- I think he played for the Austin Wranglers or uh, Arizona Wranglers or whatever. Um, he flew immediately to the USFL training camp. Like there was just like – he not, not the NFL – he told the NFL just basically to F off. And there's a lot of people like that. Frank Minifield was like that too. Played for the Chicago Blitz and I think the Arizona Wranglers before uh, the league the league was talking about folding and he could kind of see the right in the wall once the Cleveland Browns. Um, Dan Fike, who started for the Cleveland Browns for 
eight, nine seasons, was with the Tampa Bay Bandits um, of the USFL for two seasons, which was owned by uh, – um, dude, who was it owned by? Which team? The Tampa Bay Bandits. They were. He was owned by that uh, – dude. I'm not sure. Drop a hint and I might get it. <laughs> I, you know, he's like, uh, we can just look it up. I guess. I don't have my laptop. <laughs> I, it's, I, Steve, Steve Spurrier was the coach. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 That's true. I, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. That's yeah, Lee, so Lee, Corso, Lee Corso's college roommate. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, Kevin Mack. The Browns running back who was in the NFL also played for the Cleveland Browns for eight, nine seasons. Um, also played in the USFL. I believe he played in the backfield with Steve Young uh, for the Los Angeles Express. So that it's coming back in the spring. We'll get to, we'll get to the, the, the storyline. Back in the day, again, we talked about USFL competing with the NFL. That's not going to be the case this time. I think they're going to start out slow. It's, I guess they got a couple backers. Uh, they're talking like that's the goal to once again be the dominant spring league that people wouldn't want to jump to the NFL, but that's a pretty big dream, so we'll see if they get there. I think that they're going to start out slow. I know that they're working with the Spring League. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Spring League, but the Spring League has been a pretty productive and pretty successful league that has actually doesn't – it not only runs in the spring, but it runs in the winter and the fall. Um, and it's been very, very, very beneficial and, and very successful. And the games are now on Fox Sports. So if they can go off of that, I know the USFL is going to have all the old logos and all the old uh, what? jerseys and all that stuff and nicknames. So that that'll be cool, and I think it'll be successful. I think it's got a shot. Where so city wise, like what teams have? Uh, what cities have teams? Do they have that yet, or do they? You know, no, they didn't announce that yet. I don't know what they're going to do because the spring league. What the spring league does is they play in two two cities, one in Indianapolis and then one in Houston. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think so. It's gonna it's gonna be like that. It's not gonna be like the uh, XFL stuff where they. Have- I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I think that they save a lot of money when they do do it that way. They like right now. I know that Indianapolis has four teams, and then Houston has four teams, and then the, they just kind of battle it out with each other. And then at the end, uh, you know, the, the championship played in Dallas or a neutral site or whatever that may be. Um, so I don't know if they're going to go to individual cities. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the logistics are financially for that. I know that the USFL played pretty much in every city. I mean, you know, the Breakers, the USFL was around for three years, and the Breakers played in Boston, New Orleans, and Portland. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to be any indication, <laughs> or anybody's even going to care about that point. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be if they're working with the spring league. I would lean towards they're probably just going to be like out of like there's going to be probably eight teams out of like two areas three areas right you know across the country and then they're probably just going to use the, the logos again that makes sense just cause, i mean even with like still like covid lingering like it's not full capacity at games quite yeah. yet for some teams so it might as yeah. well now they will have to compete with the xfl because the xfl is kicking off next year too so the spring next spring is going to be pretty busy with the usfl and xfl kicking off you're in heaven, so, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. I love it. I've been trying to pay attention. I, I, you know, as everybody knows, I've been writing for Buckeyes Wire, so I've, I've been trying to pay more attention to, you know, the 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 ins and outs of the college game because the, the transfer portal and yada 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 that's taking up a lot more time. 
Um, then last year, last year I would sit around and watch arena football and the spring league and all that, or indoor football. So I'm kind of I'm trying to pay attention to it. The spring league's put on a great product. I've, I haven't seen a spring league season this successful in a long time. There's a lot of good talent out there. Um, you know, they, 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 they've already had have had numerous players get picked up by the CFL. Um, so I know that's a big deal for them. So I, I enjoyed the spring league. I, I think it's it's on the right track. There's definitely some good players um, that they're given an opportunity to. We talked about Ryan Willis. Um, you know, he's one of those guys who's really shining. And he kind of had an up and down college career with some issues. You know, they gave DeAndre Francois a chance. DeAndre Francois ended up not being very good. And I think he's kind of he's done. Uh, but you know, they're giving they're giving these guys a second chance. Anybody who anybody who gets an opportunity to follow their dreams, I'm all about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I interviewed Ryan uh, too before the dra- uh, before the draft too. And uh, no, was, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This draft. Like the NFL draft when he came out what was it three two years, two years ago yeah right yeah okay. yeah 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 I interviewed him oh uh, he was yeah. cool yeah he was cool uh he kind of was looking at some of these leagues already before I mean just because oh know, really yeah I mean he knew like I mean he wanted to get on the team NFL team obviously but like you know he was we like, talked to a lot of these guys and some of these guys are stripping denial some of them he wasn't he sense. was like he said I'll play wherever like you know Canada and whatever league calls I want to just play football for now and yeah. kind of just live out my dream so he was all so I, I you know I haven't watched him but I'm happy for him. when you when you messaged me about him I was super happy because yeah, yeah I interviewed him before the draft process and uh he was a good smart man really smart quarterback so I believe he's leading the league in passing I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have to double check but is he okay that's awesome yeah, but like I said, you know, I, I watch I watch anything, you know, with the with the laces, bro. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah. But that's really it, man. We don't really have a whole lot of news going on. Greg Newsom fired his agent. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. I don't really know the ins and outs of of the agencies and the impact of that. I know that he's still not signed by the Browns. I don't know if he's upset by that. You know, we don't really see uh, NFL draft picks hold out anymore. That's kind of a thing of the past. Not they have this the salary cap. Thank in. God. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, I, I, I hated that so much. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm all for everybody getting their bag. You know what I mean? Like I am too. I just. I guess being selfish, I hated it. Like just uh, rookie holdouts. Like that's not a thing anymore. I just kind of like rookies go ahead and go to the camp and just. Yeah. yeah. No, I I like that but, they're not holding out too. I just feel bad. I just feel like putting a cap on it. Really, I mean, because. You know, like college athletes don't get paid, right? We talked about this on the show last time we talked two weeks ago, and it's funny because we were we're kind of on the opposite, not on the opposite of the spectrum, but I'm, I have a very old school, more or less, you know, thought process. So seeing a guy like like a guy like Vince Young, who kind of didn't really have the best NFL career after he got hurt, he made a ton of money still because that he was able to because he was able to benefit off of what he did in college that there was no cap there. So he was able to still, I mean, Jamarcus Russell was like the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL when he was a rookie. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of, it's, I it, I mean, it completely cripples a franchise and when they get it wrong, it completely cripples them. So I get why they, the NFL did it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I heard your franchise a lot. Man. <laughs> yeah. No, sh- no shit. No kidding. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. That'd be an interesting interview. If we could talk to someone who was, you know, play back then or something. Yeah, like that went through those negotiations. Maybe not someone who played back then, but like an agent who went through those negotiations back then and now, True. and how that's affected those guys. Because I know there's there's got to be a couple guys that, you know, they didn't get. There's got to be a couple guys that. I mean, you look you look at Kevin White, a wide receiver for 
the Chicago Bears, I mean, after his rookie contract, that's pretty much it. He's kind of just struggling to hang on in the NFL. Well, back, you know, if we look 10 years ago, dude, he, he would have he would still have generational money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's, no, say, I, he's still, yeah, he's still rich. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Let's not get it twisted for the people. Yeah, but, yeah, right. but, right. but, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. That money where he's just, oh, I'm, I'm good, you know, like I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like you said, I don't know. generational. I don't know how I feel about it. Because you you are right. He still technically does have generational wealth, right? Because he, was he could. Making- I mean, it just depends on how he spends his money. And he's yeah. still hanging around the league too. I mean, that's a good example yeah. though, because he's a guy that's not. Yeah, like you said, ten years. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know if he passed away or not, so I don't want to be too 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 mean. Charles Rogers. He, I think he did. He did, right? Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. Why does yeah? Because yeah. he uh, had always, some liver issues. Yeah. Always, always, always used to use him as an example, but I try not to anymore because of that. So no, I mean, what I, I mean, can, I he's can, a great I example. Can, can though use, he was drafted uh, super high. What's another receiver I could use to be not more? Charlie, he was drafted like number two, bro. That's fine. Okay. There's nothing. Like you know, you'll, a fact you'll, is a fact. You'll always a fact. Use Marcus Russell as your quarterback thing. I, I know, use, right? Yeah, I use Ryan Leaf. You use Marcus Russell. I always use Charles Rogers as my receiver. I don't know who you use as your receiver, but I, I just I, I remember Charles Rogers just being like, I was like, dude, this guy is so good. I was a kid. But I was like, he's so good. Yeah, he's he was. Perfect. I was like, he's a perfect wide receiver. Like, no, no, no bus potential. Dude. Like, except, yeah, dude, what, what team stuff. he got put, I guess he went to, but yeah. Well, he had some issues. He got hurt immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think he that's kind of was his downfall, too, because I think that's. He got him off the field. Thank you. But I thought he got. I thought that was because he got hooked on the painkillers. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. That would be a good Google. I don't remember his story, but I just uh, I like to talk. Well, that's why he. I know he passed away very young because of some off-field demons that he was dealing with, as far as substance goes. And I was. I I thought it was because of painkillers that kind of stretched back. I believe so. I again, this would be a better Google. You know, (laughs) I don't want. I don't want to sound too too morbid. Um, but you, you now we're talking about death. I was at a I, I, my fault. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, dude. I was at a R. trading card shop. So everybody knows that I collect, I collect football cards. So this guy gives this, this. He's got this box and he whips it out. He goes, oh, "You want to check it out?" So I go through there, dude. And the first card is Cole Brennan. Oh man, man. The second card That's... is Jav- Javon Sneed. Really? No way. Dude. Swear, swear. The third card was a Charles Rogers. The fourth card was a Lawrence Phillips. That's ins- you gotta be kidding me, dude. No, I shit you not. And the fifth card was a Ray Carruth. He's still alive though. Yeah, but I mean, but still, that's bad. That's kind of I mean, he. Yeah, he's in. I, I guess you're right. I guess that would be a different. It's still no, weird, no, no. It's, though, no right? it's weird. It's still weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, did you do this on purpose? He's like, no. What are you talking? He didn't even know half the guy. He's like, Colt Brennan didn't pass away. I'm like, bro, do you not watch the news? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, it just happened like a month. Dude, ago. wild, bro. Why? I swear to God, those are the first five cards. I guess we never got to talk about Cole Brennan, man. Uh, Cole yeah. Brennan, man, that was a, yeah, he was a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback, Wait. college quarterback. Oh. You know, obviously, I know he didn't work out enough. I hate that for him, man. I, I, he got hurt. He got. I don't know. Yeah. If, he probably never would have been. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, he had I was, so so much stuff too. Like he, I don't think he ever would have been good just because he had the substance abuse stuff. You can't. It's hard yeah, to have those right. those was, type of problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he, short too. He was only. He was barely six foot, right? Yeah, and he went to the Redskins though, and they had uh, Spurrier at the time, right? So that was kind yes. of a good place for him. But 
I just hate he could, you know, he was trying to overcome his addiction even to the day he passed away, really. So, because I, yes. read, I read all his dad's stuff, but I mean, I hate that sad man. Modern day yeah. legend out in California, California kid, you know what I mean? Modern Hawaii legend for sure. I mean, legend, he, he was a yeah. part of those great, great, he was the next guy up from Timmy Chang. And those June Jones Hawaii teams were absolutely phenomenal, taking guys like yeah. Colt Brennan and uh, Devon Bass and uh, uh, Kalori Pilar, Kalo, Kaloha Polaris. Um, I believe yeah. was was the one under the wide receiver. I mean, those, dude, I remember playing. Uh, I was in high school. I think I was a sophomore in high school when he when they were that year. Before they went to the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember playing them in, and that was my team in NCAA. That was before the yeah. season even kicked off. Dude, Their jerseys Devon, were hard too. The black. Oh, ones. dude, yeah. And Devon Best was so fast in that game. Transfer from Oregon State, who got kicked out for shoplifting. That was kind of a team full of. Uh, I don't want to say misfits, but they were, you know, know. outcasts basically. It was kind of, it was cool, man. Yeah. Cause Cole got kicked out of Colorado. Um, Is that right? See, I didn't know that. I knew the Devon best were because he was a Cleveland Brown, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Cole got kicked out of, uh, he had a lot of stuff, man. Just going back to high. I mean, he, so he was Matt Linus back up in high school and then he took over for him, but he only had, I knew that. Yeah. Only had one year, then play, but he still got the Colorado offer. He got arrested there, went to Juco. Got with then, then Hawaii happened, you know, yeah. and then just kind of stuff just kind of came back. It's just there. If you have well, a, he, a, a problem like that, kind of you have to you have to get the help early on because it just kind of spirals. Out. It doesn't matter how much money yeah. you make or success you have. Obviously, sometimes to some people because it you know can get out of control for for him, somebody like him. Um, it seemed like he had a problem with like a lot of different drugs too. It wasn't like one. Like, yeah, I know he got and like, alcohol yeah. too, right? Alcohol, yeah. That, he got, that car accident broke his neck. Dude, that car accident. Well, that's, that's what they were saying. I don't want to speculate, but they were saying he was clean until the accident. And then he kind of got back on painkillers, and he was like taking. I Vicodin. thought that. Then they say he was inebriated for the accident, or no? I know he was drunk, but I think the heroin. Okay. I think he was addicted to like heroin. But like, if you get no, heroin, are you sure? Yeah, is it? That's what he he. Uh, no, at the time he was. So he went to rehab. So no, I mean, I mean now, I mean now, like he, yes, now. But yeah. he was, but, that but not at the time. Yeah, but he got he got an accident, and they, they gave him painkillers, and you know, painkillers and heroin. That's one kinda, thing, that's one, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he was on heroin before. No, no, I'm saying he he got on like painkillers because his accident was so bad. He was on that strong, strong stuff, dude. That's well, he was clean pretty, too for what? Because if you remember, he tried to make a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the in the Arena Football League with the LA Kiss. Do you remember that? Yeah, I because remember that. The, the LA Kiss had a TV show called Fourth and Loud, and former Cleveland Brown linebacker Bo Bell was a star in the Arena Football League, and he was on there as well. But uh, Colt Brennan was one of the stars of the show, and he wasn't on it very much because he was always, he was still going to rehab and dealing with his neck issue. And you could see there's like t- there's like cut cuts where Gene Simmons is like, "What about the you know the quarterback from Hawaii?" Because he doesn't know shit about football. He's like, "What about the quarterback from Hawaii? What's how's is he is he recovering?" And he just never. His neck was just messed up, and then, yeah. I, but he was my my understanding was that he was clean, like basically that whole year because he was so focused on trying to get back in into football, and then I, I I'm assuming after that because I never I never heard from, I never heard about him he wasn't in the news in relation to football after that so no, I assume just DUI rest and that's it really it seemed like he just had a drinking problem but then that's I rough, guess man. like I said uh, and you know like. What he died from was fed and all that could be. I mean, I don't know what he, he was. I don't know, doing. dude. Yeah, I don't was, know. It, well, yeah, it was fed. No, I'm just saying I don't know what it was like. What drug he was doing? Usually they mix fed and all with heroin, but I'm not going to say that. I have no 
Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Because yeah, his, his, his brother tweeted out, um, like, fentanyl is fucking the nastiest drug, takes lives. So I was like, well, it must have been that. Because his brother, you know I mean, said that. But I, I hate it, man. Colt's uh, a legend, dude. He'd always be a legend, though. I mean, like I said, it's weird because, like, I, my friend was like, he's a modern day legend. I was like, dude, he. He went to Marty. He's not really a legend, but he played one year in high school. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. It's kind of funny. Well, if you look at stats of high school, they're not amazing. Like, but he he was good. But a Hawaii legend for sure. Um, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely a legend. Uh, you know, that those those teams he was on where there's few, there were few as good as him. They were fun to watch, man. They were fun to watch. Timmy Chang or Cole Brennan? Sorry, I have to say that. Oh, dude, Cole Brennan. Okay, we had it. My friends had a debate. They said Timmy Chang. I was like, I think Timmy Chang. Why would they say Timmy Chang? Timmy Chang's teams didn't win anything. I said he was more talented. I was like, Cole was like, no pretty, way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, Timmy Chang's teams didn't didn't win anything. I don't. I t- Timmy Chang's stats were, I mean, insane, especially at the time. I mean, he did I think it. Timmy Chang was even smaller than Cole Brennan. I don't he think, was. Yeah, he's smaller. I think Timmy Chang was like five eight, bro. No, this says he was six two. No way, dude. Timmy Chang. Yeah, no way, right? Uh, I don't. He wasn't five eight. He was, I thought he was like five eleven though, five ten. He's just skinny. Like he's so small. Cole's small too, but damn, I'm like Timmy Chang is super. Small. He's actually the wide receivers coach in Nevada, Nevada. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's coaching now. He's doing a good job. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I say Cole Brennan's more talented. Dude, Cole Brennan, I don't can't I can't believe that's even a conversation. I mean, Cole Timmy, Ch- yeah, Timmy was, Chang was was legit. there was there longer. He played all four years, so his stats are better, like career wise. But I mean, Cole was only there for what two years. Yeah, and Cole Brennan, his teams won stuff. Like his teams were they they were winners. Like he they won, they were good. They were yeah. really good. Yeah, Chang was like six and six, seven and five. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm not bashing Timmy Chang. He broke a lot of records, but that's like you know he, he, he played all four years though. Timmy, you know, yeah. uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Sonny Cumbie have a shit ton of records too, but ain't no one putting their banners on the wall at Texas Tech. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's not. And you know you got to do something too. And, and Timmy, Cole Brennan was good. Cole Brennan was a good quarterback. Anything anybody could have done what Timmy Chang did in that offense, and then everybody did, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, he may, he may, he may be the one that had, he may be the one that had the most yards or whatever they were. But I mean, yeah, he has the most like, I mean, everything. So I say he played for, he played for four years. But if you if you get lucky enough to start for four years, you're gonna have yeah, most dude, of the record. I, most guys dude, don't Cole get a chance. Was, Cole Brennan was good. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like he should have been a first round pick or anything. He's not one of the best quarterbacks in college football history, but he, he, Cole Brennan was a very solid college quarterback. Timmy Chang, I don't, Cole Brennan could have started at, like you said, Colorado. He could have started at Ohio State, you know, um, maybe not this. Chang recently. had to, Chang had to stop play at Hawaii. That, yeah, that, Timmy, yeah. Timmy Chang was lucky to put there. There have been a lot of quarterbacks more physically talented. Than Timmy Chang. Oh, uh, what's the I mean? kid they just had? He was pretty good. He wasn't as good as it. Cole. Uh, Cole McDonald. Cole McDonald. Yeah, he was pretty talented. Doesn't have quite the records as them, of course. Yeah, but. And, and shit, Cole Brennan. That guy was Cole. Cole McDonald had a had a big arm, big. He can move. He's I mean, got he, he's he was, got released not too long ago. Yes. Yeah. No, he did. He wasn't in the NFL long at all because he was drafted by the Titans and almost immediately cut. Um, but Cole Brennan was even better than him. Cole Brennan was just accurate, knew what to do with it. Cole McDonald had games where he threw five interceptions. Should I think the kickoff the senior year, he threw five interceptions the first half against Arizona. I think I I, I I feel like I remember that like it was yesterday because I had money on Hawaii. And then he got benched. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't his senior year, it was his junior year. He got benched his junior year for like 
yeah. three games because they, he would just he would just refuse to stop throwing interceptions. Cole Brennan, and he was still and that guy was still better than Timmy Chang just because he was so big and fast and had such a big arm. Man, Cole Brown was very solid quarterback. Cole Brown was better than a lot of quarterbacks in Ohio State history or you know mean you he could have played, yeah. played at USC. Yeah. Cole oh, Brown yeah. was good. There's, he could play he's better than a lot of Alabama quarterbacks. He could have played with the big boys for sure. Timmy yeah. Chang Timmy Chang couldn't have exactly I agree with that 100 percent I'm glad wow. you agree with me. <laughs> For sure. I'm kind of shocked by that. I'm, I'm really shocked that someone would say yeah, Timmy they, Chang was They bad. had a pull up. And, I mean, I think Cole Brennan won, but it was like 52-48. Like, who had a better career? Really? And I was like, I mean, I guess Chang. I think people are looking at Chang's career numbers. That's why. They're not looking at, like, how we're looking at it. You can't yeah, look at career numbers Chang. like that because it's, like, not fair. Because it's, like, Cody – I mean, like, Cody Kessler's stats are, like – yeah, he's, he played for he, three years at USC. Like a lot of guys, all USC quarterbacks don't play for that long. Well, he also has like the highest. He has one of the highest completion percentages in USC quarterback history. But it's because he threw three yards. At, you know what I mean? Like a, so you got to look at like we're actually looking at the games. Like okay, like these guys are better than him. Yeah, like, like you Cody, Cole, I'm not. I'm not shitting on Cody Kessler. I'm not either. Cody Kessler probably had more talent than both Cole Brennan and Timmy Chang. But yeah. in the grand scheme of USC history. You know his his name is up there with the likes of Matt Liner, Carson Palmer, you know, um, Rodney P. And it's just like, dude, he what he wasn't on those guys' level. He just, he just he's flat out, there. flat out wasn't. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. Basically, like, you can look at career stats and kind of do that. But I would agree with that. I would agree with that take. That that's very, that's probably what's happened. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, and they were talking about. I know this is really we're really getting off topic. We're talking. We're diving into Ohio State now, and they're talking about Braxton Miller. And uh, there was an Ohio State podcast. They're like, "Hey, which do you think if the Braxton Miller was in the NFL now?" Would he be a franchise quarterback like Lamar Jackson? Which I don't. Which I I make that voice because I think it's hilarious because they're acting like Braxton Miller is, was drafted thirty years before yeah. Lamar Jackson, like Seneca <laughs> like, Wallace like, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. That's a good. Yeah, it's like, but Braxton Miller was drafted like two years before Lamar Jackson. It's like I was kind of shocked by that, like how people forget. Like Braxton Miller was absolutely a phenomenal athlete. But like to compare to talk about him in the same Lamar. light as Lamar Jackson as a quarterback, Disrespect. maybe as as an athlete they're they're probably on the same level. But as a quarterback, Lamar no. Jackson has got a great arm. He's yeah. a, he legit can throw the ball. Someone said someone said that Braxton Miller was a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, and even now I was like, I not I was. I, I, I don't think so either. They're just they're kind of built different. Too. I don't even Hurt, know if Hurt. he's a better athlete than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was he's physical. That's all I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, Jalen Hurts might be a better athlete than Lamar Jack. Well, no, no I don't know. I don't know they're all they're, okay. Whatever. They're all on the same page athletically. But Jalen Hurt, I remember him having runs at Alabama that where he would just truck people. I don't know. Whatever. That, he's physical. Yeah, but he's. Bra- Braxton Miller. I don't. He had a couple good passes at Ohio State, but I don't remember him. I don't remember ever watching Braxton Miller play the quarterback position thinking, oh, that that guy throws the ball. Right? No, never. <laughs> you can never. make more of an argument for Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. I was just about to say Terrell Pryor, yeah, but not. Yeah, Terrell Pryor was the shit. I'll say he, that all day. Yeah, he, I liked it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Terrell Pryor, you could say, I could, I would, I, you could make a solid argument Terrell Pryor is better than Jalen Hurts. I for sure. I think. Maybe you can make an argument, is all I'm saying. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think I, it might be. I think it might be. Really, I, mean, I, I think, think it's. I think it's very clear that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Braxton Miller. 
but uh, dude, prior fucking I picked sling prior. that bitch. I, I'd probably pick prior, like not not mentally, but uh, physically, no, not yeah. mentally. But you said physically, so yeah, I would pick. I would pick Troy sling prior. it, dude. Yeah, yeah, I picked prior. Too. Now, but even he was, he, it wasn't like he was drafted thirty years ago either. You'd have to go back. I mean, I don't know. I said Seneca Wallace. Well, I mean, Seneca Wallace. Yeah, imagine Antoine Randall. I mean, he was good, but him. Antoine Randall is a good one. He'd be even better. Uh, or Cordell Stewart. Well, Cordell Stewart played quarterback though. He got a. He got his shot. He yeah, just he did. He did. You mean? You mean? Do you think he would have been better? Yeah. You know, I think. I think, I think that that's. I think fair. he would have. I think he would have been better. I'm not saying he didn't get a shot. I just think he because he would have been. They would. They would have been able to better utilize his skill set as far as RPOs. He wouldn't be slash. He would have been a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. I could feel that. You know? They would have gave him more time, maybe. There's some maybe, guys that there's some guys that I think probably could have la- maybe they wouldn't have been starters, but they could have lasted in the NFL longer. Adrian yeah. McPherson out of Florida State. That was a guy who was very athletic and had a pretty good arm and he lasted like three years and then he was done. I think that, that would probably could be that guy probably could have had a long lasting career. Michael Bishop out of Kansas State. That's another guy. Joe Hamilton out of Georgia Tech. Those are a couple guys that didn't really last very long that could had pretty decent arms and were pretty athletic. But whatever, we're getting we're getting into the weeds now, bro. We hit the forty five minute mark. Let's go ahead and shut this down. We'll try to come back at you next weekend. Uh, this was the Browns Wire podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley sixteen. Check out my work on the on the Browns Wire um, and also on Buckeyes Wire. I reviewed the all every Ohio State Buckeye who took a snap in the USFL. There's an article on Buckeyes Wire. Um, the the five most popular Browns to take a snap in the USFL. That's also on Brown. That's on Browns Wire. So check those out. Donovan, where can they follow you? What you got going on? Um, follow me on. Oh, actually, I can't talk. Follow me. I talked a lot of the show, but I can't talk. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Don James Sports. The name remains the same. Um, great. Uh, studio and sports. I got you know the Don James Sports report coming back. I took a, a little break. We're gonna talk about uh, NBA playoffs. We talk about all sports, whatever is popping. I guess whatever is going on, oh, yeah. trend, trending. So we'll talk about UFC 264 coming up. Uh, show's going to be next week. So UFC 264 is not until July, but going to go ahead and talk about a little bit of the card, um, kind of leading up to it until the you know McGregor Poirier fight and then NBA playoffs. And then uh, we're actually interviewing. Um, well, I will say this: I, I either interview him on here with you, which I haven't told oh. you yet, or on. Uh, on that show, I'm not really sure which one. Yeah, it just depends on timing. Uh, it could be Studio Sports Inc., could be a Browns Wire. Uh, Ryan Sosa, he played uh, wide receiver at Florida and Eastern Illinois. He was on the 2014 and 15 Florida roster for, uh, for Gators roster, and then he transferred to Eastern Illinois. And then he, you know, stepped away from the game of football senior year, but uh, he didn't, you know, didn't get to play too much. But he has some cool stories, dude. Uh, now yeah. he's, co- he's, co- he's high school coach now, receiver coach. Um, so I, I'm interviewing one of his receivers from his high school. So I actually love to interview him just because he was on the football team with. I looked at the 2014-15 roster for Florida. There's a lot of players oh, that he played sure. with. A lot of D2s. Oh, sure. And he's from Orlando, too. He was an all-state guy at Orlando. So um, and now he's coaching high school. So I figured he had some really cool stories uh, to tell. And, uh, you know, his, his brother is at, um, gosh, what a, I can't think of what school. It's a small USF, sorry, not small, not small school, but <laughs> USF, non-power five. Yeah, USF. So almost at UCF, but they get really mad if you say that. Get that confused. So <laughs> USF, he's there. So I'd like to talk to him about a bunch of different things. I haven't gotten it all together yet. What I want to talk to him about, but I, I'm uh, definitely Florida Gator stories. 
I want to know because he came in after like the like Florida was like the top. Oh yeah, he came in right after that. So I kind of want to know like how Urban Meyer. Obviously, he's know he's had to talk to him. He probably met a bunch of those guys. That's like, awesome. Tebow and I think he played with like John. Uh, I don't know. He played with a bunch of guys. It's too many to name, but that's we'll, awesome. We'll, we'll definitely talk to him too. I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully we can get something together next week and uh, keep moving this thing forward. Give us a like, listen, follow. Thank you. We're out.